So Minky and I watched Smile, which is the new, I don't know, hotness, not hotness. Uh, we just watched it on, I think, streaming of some sort, like Peacock or, or something. But I, uh, I'm taking my mom to the movies um, tomorrow for Thanksgiving, and I noticed it's playing at the theaters. So I thought I'd been out for a little while. And it's a... Uh, it's an okay movie. Um, you know, it was, it was getting some good buzz. So I was like, Hey, I kind of want to check it out. And, uh, movies like that are, are, are pretty fun. You know, kind of harkens back to like, I don't know, like it follows Baba Duke, uh, something like that, where there's some, uh, creepiness going on, but it's, it's pretty formulaic, but nothing's really gonna like really wow you it's just a concept right like it follows oh it's a sexually transmitted monster and it follows you and kills you like that's that's it like how far can we fucking run with that and the answer is like an hour and 40 minutes so this oh it's a it's a monster that uh, you witness it like fucking a morton joe and then it follows you and it smiles creepily at you until you die um so that's kind of the, the, this movie. And it was genuinely uh, creepy. It was well shot. It was well acted. Uh, Cal Penn's in it, which I haven't seen him really in anything since, you know, he uh, was his White House uh, correspondent job. And then he um, stopped doing that. Like he was in that Harold and Kumar Christmas. And I haven't seen him in anything in a hot minute. And I forgot like how much I just enjoy him. And he, uh, he pops up in this and, it, you know, he's he's a funny dude, and they don't really give him anything in it. He's, you're just like, oh, it's hey, it's Cal Penn. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Like, I thought, I don't know, I thought they would use him a little bit more than than they did for uh, for being in it or whatever. So, so these type of movies, you know, there's always one or so that come out every year, and they're... Um, you know, they're, they're, they're a fun one, uh, to watch, you know, just a concept horror movie. Uh, you know, sometimes they're like, you know, paranormal activity, like they start a whole thing and then there's like a hundred of them and you get to watch all those. So this, this movie was good. Uh, it was not great, but it's, it's worth a watch. So, uh, Minky, you have any thoughts to add? She, she liked this. We watched this one in, in bed actually. So she was like very like assed out, um, during it. So it starts, we have our, our, our chick, she's a psychiatrist. Uh, she's, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Rose Cotter is her name. And the only thing that I, I didn't really like connect with super well in this movie is I didn't buy her as a doctor. Like she didn't, there was some quality, like she didn't have, like she didn't look haggard and tired enough. I, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, Cal Penn, I, I bought him as the doctor, like he's her boss. Uh, her therapist later on, I think, is the best, like, red doctor uh, to me. She just didn't as much. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it, but it, it, it was something that's just a little off with her in that role that it, it, it just it took me a minute to, to kind of connect with it. There was uh, Sam Raimi did a movie, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Um, which I, I really think is a, a fun movie. Uh, if you haven't seen that, check it out. It's probably better than this movie. Um, and the lady in it, she was like a bank, like a loan officer or something, something like that, which is what my, my wife was doing at the time. So I really, uh, 
uh, enjoy that. I watched that movie while my wife was on vacation. It like made me miss her, but same kind of thing. Like I was like, I don't believe her in this role. It's just like her uh, demeanor and like the writing for it just didn't gel enough to make sense. But anyway, so she uh, she's working in like a like a clinic-y hospital type setting. Um, this girl comes in who's a PhD student, and she says that like uh, a few days ago uh, she saw her uh, art history teacher like kill himself with a hammer. Which, you know, uh, artists, am I right? Uh, so she's like really freaked out about that. And she says that there's like something that's like wearing people coming after her and like smiling super creepily, uh, before they die. And she freaks out and, uh, uh, Rose goes to like call on the phone and then she turns around and Laura's like slits her own throat with this broken mug or whatever, um, and when all the while that she's doing that, she's smiling really creepily. Um, and I don't know if it was like this actress was like, Oh, you got the creepiest smile. So you got the job, but she's the one that I, I think you see in a lot of the promotional materials. And when they did the, the publicity stunt at like the baseball game where they had people stare into the camera, sort of like, it, it sort of looks like this chick. I don't know if she's one of the people that did that, but that kind of sets us up with this like grinning entity thing. Um, so she lets her throat, some people come in and like calm her down. And then like, uh, um, Rose then sees another patient or does she see the patient first? I'm sorry. Uh, so either before that, I think before that she saw this patient, Carl, who's like a muttering psychotic guy. And that guy, uh, he like is like, you're going to die. They're all going to die. But he basically runs down the plot of the movie in like um, mutters, uh, in um, muttering. And then at work the next day, she sees him again. And she like he like freaks out and she like calls for nurses to like restrain him. But it, it turns out like she was having like a waking nightmare thing and he was actually in his bed asleep. So people just ran over there and like ripped him out of bed and like fucked him up. And I was like, oh, now we're going to restrain you. So uh, Cal Penn's like, hey, you need to take a week off uh, without with pay. And so she goes home and she's still having hallucinations. There's this cool thing where she leaves her um, uh, back door open or the entity or whatever, smile monster, I don't know what we'll call it, like opens the door and it like sets off the alarm. So she's like, oh, shit, like what's my password? Like as the alarm company calls and she's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's this, she can turn that off. And they're like, well, are you sure? Are you sure you didn't let something in? you better look behind you. And then it's like, she's having another waking nightmare. That was probably like the coolest, like give you a little chills thing in it. Um, her cat goes missing. And like, there's a scene where she shows up at her, uh, uh, her nephew's birthday party. And she's like, here's your present buddy. And it turns out it's the, the dead cat. So like it, that causes a rift, uh, between her and her sister, you know, like 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 it does right don't give your sister's kid a, a dead cat dead cat is never a good present you know live cat pretty good present most of the time dead cat not a, not a winner less like he's gonna be like a taxidermist or something um yeah 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 anyway weird tangent um so she 
starts seeing her psychiatrist a little bit more because she's like, I'm freaking out and I need you to prescribe me some drugs. And she's like, are you sure it's not how, uh, not like how you killed your mother as a child is your issue? Cause apparently she had uh, a mother that overdosed and her mom was like, Hey, I took a bunch of pills and I'm going to die unless you call 911. Can you call 911? And she's like, fuck you. And like peaced out. Um, which, I mean, like, don't put that on the child. And I guess that's the point of this thing. But she feels some guilt from that. I'm kind of like, I don't know. They didn't show us enough about the mom's relationship and being like a shit parent to like make that really like, yeah, I wouldn't fucking call 911 for the bitch either. So that was kind of weird. There, there's just some, you know, stuff where it's like, you know, show don't tell, right? You got to show me that she was such a, a horrible mother in, in, in this stage that made the older sister leave and the, the younger sister not call 911 for her. You can't just tell me, like, yeah, she sucked, right? Like, uh, you got to bring me along a little bit on that. Um, so anyway, uh, she, at the, when the one chick, like, slit her throat in the hospital, like, her ex-boyfriend, who's a cop, like, showed up there to, like, investigate, and they came back by the next day, and he's like, hey... I just want to check on you because that was pretty traumatic. And she's like, I have a boyfriend and he's better than you. And he's like, uh, yeah, I was really want to just check on you. I'm sorry. Like this was stupid. Hey, leave. So, you know, they do kind of establish that he wants to get back together with her a little bit. But anyway, she ends up, uh, going and she doesn't know where else to go. So she goes to him and is like, Hey, I need you to like look into this because he's a, he's a cop. His name's Joel, by the way. So Joel like looks up the PhD student and she's like, yeah, she witnessed the suicide of this guy. Um, that ham hammer art professor, but hold up, you know, what's crazy is that guy witnessed the suicide of this other person and that person, you know, so they find this pattern and they also find that one person didn't commit suicide, but they went to jail for killing somebody. Um, so they go to the jail to like investigate, to like investigate, to like talk to him. And she's like, I need to know how you survived. Like what happened? My friend uh, has this uh, disorder where she's seeing the smiling people. And he's like, I'll talk to you, but only if the cop leaves. So Joel leaves and he's like, your friend has to murder someone and make it really gross and make sure somebody's watching. And she's like, I can't murder someone. And he's like, what? No, you have it. Ah, get the fuck away from me. And he like freaks out. So then uh, she's like walking out with Joel and he's like, hey, what, what did he tell you how to get rid of it? And she's like, oh, nothing. He was crazy. And I mean, come on, it's fucking obvious, right? He killed somebody, broke the chain, like got past the witness, like a fucking child with a crayon can like, you know, figure this out. You don't even need like push pins and yarn to, to work this out. Right. Um, but he doesn't figure it out. Um, she, uh, tries to like come to terms with this. She has a hallucination where she goes and kills Carl in front of Cal Penn. And I think there could have been a really cool, like, come on, show me Cal Penn with a creepy smile or something, but they don't. Um, she realizes she's hallucinating and she's like, oh, I got to do a alone time. Um, and there's a scene where like, she's at home. I can't remember if it's, it's right around here. It's either before or after the Carl hallucination where, uh, her psychologist, uh, Dr. Northcott like comes to her house and it's like, I'm doing a wellness check on you 
because I'm worried about you. And she's sitting down talking to her and then the phone rings and she's like, are you going to get that? And she's like, no, and she's like, you should get that. So she answers it and it's Dr. Northcott. And you realize like, oh no, this is the smile monster. And she comes at her and she's like, it's almost time. <laughs> uh, and then the Carl thing. And then she's like, she tells Cal Penn when she's, she wakes up in her car after hallucinating killing Carl and Cal Penn's like I am worried about you and she's like I just need to be alone and she's like I just need to be alone so she drives out to a crazy uh, house that she still owns where her mom committed suicide right and she's like I'm going to be out here and I'm going to be alone and it sort of reminds me of Denzel Washington's plan and that movie Fallen uh, also a better movie than this so if you want to watch some things watch uh, uh, Drag Me to Hell and Fallen and then if you're still awake. You can watch this movie, but in fallen great fucking movie. It's about this demon Azazel. And if uh, the body he's in, he can pass by touch normally, but some people can resist him, but you can't resist him. If uh, he's, his vessel has been killed and he's passing by breath, but he can only move like a certain amount of space. So Denzel Washington, like leads him out into the fuck. I'm spoiling this whole movie leads him out into the, um, the middle of nowhere in this cabin. And, like kills his vessel and Azazel comes into him because he can come into him. But then he find out that Denzel Washington poisoned himself and Azazel's like, fuck, I'm going to die. And he like freaks out, but he manages to get into a cat. Right. And then he like lives on the cat. And the movie started with him saying like, let me tell you about the time I almost died. And then at the end you see him as the cat. And he's like, remember I said, I was going to tell you about the time I almost died. So it was uh, is a really great movie, Fallen. Uh, check that out. So anyway, you're thinking that she's going to have this cool, like, Azazel-esque fucking plan. And I'm really, like, excited for this. But no, there is no plan. She's like, oh, I'm just going to bring it out here and, like, fight it. Uh, like, confront it. And so, she, like, she confronts it and, like, sets it on fire after it like morphs from her mom into just like a really tall monster. That's sort of like the monster from the evil dead remake. It kind of looks like that kind of giant witchy lady man. Uh, so she, she comes after her and she like, it was like, oh, I'm going to light you on fire. So she lights her on, on fire. And then you find out it's just a hallucination. And then fucking Joel shows up. Now this whole thing, this is one of those like, I feel like you had your idea, but you didn't, you didn't know how to end it. And that's like the weakness of this movie and why it's like an okay, mediocre movie and not a great movie. Like you could have done something. You spent this whole middle of the movie establishing like it can be transferred to the witness of a murder and you can break the chain that way. And like, now you've got Joel there. Like she could have murdered him and it would have been cool if like she murdered Joel but there's no witness, right? So she thinks she broke the chain, but she didn't really do it. She like actually passed it back to herself. So then like a day later, she could have another hallucination on the monster and be like, I'm still with you or I'm with you already. Or, you know, something like that. That could have been cool. But they didn't do anything with the murder thing, which basically made it feel like 30 minutes in the middle of the movie was just sort of pointless. Um, and for a movie that's only like an hour 40, like wasting 30 minutes of it is a big chunk. <clears throat> they could have also um, done something with uh, with him, like saving her and been like, no, let me, you know, there's people that deserve to die. And they could be like this weird couple where they keep 
like he keeps like you know dexter identifying like people that are bad because he's a cop and they go and she murders the guy so the thing passes to him and then they have like a week to find another truly evil person and then he murders that person and it passes to her there's some cool shit you could have done with done with it but instead what happens is joel shows up and the the monster smile monster is like one is that minky is fucking <laughs> nine on me a little bit and saying like i agree papa um but it's kind of like nine on on uh nine no minky was nine on me i'm sorry minky confused me minky chill out on your podcast homie um it is uh already like bested her so she's now smiling and like pouring gasoline all over herself and she lights herself on fire and it is passed into joel and that's that's pretty much how the movie ends the only thing that was that was good about it is there's a um like a good amount of like creepiness and there is like some fun like uh things with the smile and people doing creepy smiles is is kind of easy and unnerving and and sort of an interesting thing to do in horror movies so this is obviously like there's probably going to be smile Two electric boogaloo and i'll watch it because you know it's a pretty simple premise and it can be entertaining but it's something that like i wouldn't go see it in theaters i wouldn't pay money for it but uh but i'll watch it so you know not not a great movie not a bad movie worth checking it out after you watch Fallen and Drag Me to Hell, which are better movies. Uh, so coming down the pipe, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I have other dogs and they have other interests. So Drax, my pit bull, he is really into superhero movies and we're about to watch Wakanda Forever and Black Adam. So we're probably going to do a review of those. We also recently watched Top Gun Maverick, um, Bullet Train. Both of those were a lot of fun and really good. And we watched the new Scream. So we might, you know, review some or all of those movies. Uh, this one I just want to do is a little little quick one for for fun because I know that a lot of people are, are sort of like, hey, should I watch this movie? And it's like, eh. <clears throat> you know, if you got nothing better to do, if you've seen like the other shit that's out and about and you're just looking for a quick, fun horror movie to like half background watch, yeah, this is a this is a good movie. Uh, for that type of thing. Anyway, all right. Well, Minky, you got anything to add? Minky has no fucks to, to give and <clears throat> nothing to add. So you guys have a happy Thanksgiving and we will see you next time.
bottled Used to be dull, now I sparkle Had a piece of humble pie The eagle trick, see my love Now I got a smile like Lana Richie Big and bright, need shades just to see me Trying to stay alive just like I'm the Fiji's I'm on the Shine for